Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, ladies, welcome back to the show. I hope that you are having a fantastic week and happy new year. We are past the holidays, Christmas and New Year's here in the States. I know that some of us tune in from other parts of the world. So welcome. If if that is you, I, I just love that you are tuning in. I see you from those other countries and it's such an honor to connect with you here in the online space. But here in the States, This is, let's see, I'm recording this the middle of January, and we just came through Christmas and New Year's, and here where I live, we also came through some really heavy snowstorms, cowabunga. I mean, I felt like I was stuck in a snow globe for like several weeks. (laughs) But anyway, we are moving on and I keep telling myself warmer weather is coming. Amen. (laughs) All right. So this week I want to talk to you and really just encourage you about how to handle criticism, how to handle criticism. And I know that you are probably thinking, oh boy, I better buckle in and Yeah, you probably should because I just want to tackle this. I want to address this. And I think that it could probably spill over into like, you know, two or three episodes, but I'm going to do my best to give you everything or as much as I can in the 30 minutes that we are going to be here in this episode. But a simple definition of criticism is the expression of disapproval, a critical observation or remark. So when we talk this week about how to handle criticism, I want to start us off by saying we're not referring to healthy and positive criticism, which really we all need in order to grow and mature in our faith. It helps develop our character. It might be hard to hear, but you know their heart behind what they're sharing with you. In other words, it's like, positive feedback. It's positive criticism. Maybe you have a mentor or a coach that is just, you know, really trying to help you reach higher in your faith and grow and mature in certain areas of your faith. And they're challenging you in in a particular mindset or a narrative that you have been stuck in or a belief that you've had that really is maybe self-sabotaging or self-destructive. And so they're, you know, just offering that constructive criticism, that feedback, but you're willing to receive it and make some adjustments and maybe apply it to those areas that they're helping to offer that constructive criticism because you know that they love you and they have your best interests at heart. You have logged some miles with them. And so you know that, that they're for you and that they're just really trying to help you to grow. So that's not what we're talking about in this week's episode. We're talking about instead when criticism is in the form of sharp disapproval, whether through comments, texts, emails, or even in conversations. In other words, it's like the 
spirit behind it isn't to develop or lift you higher. So it's completely opposite from what I what I just referred to in constructive criticism, constructive feedback that you get from someone who loves you and is for you, like a mentor, a pastor, someone like that. No matter how criticism comes, I think that it's important for us to, before I dive into the, the rest of our our time here this week, I think that no matter how criticism comes, it can teach us something if we let it. And there's the key right there. It hinges on if we allow it, if we allow it to teach us something, if we allow ourselves to learn from it, it it can help us. It can teach us some things. Sometimes through unhealthy criticism, we learn what not to do, right? Sometimes through unhealthy criticism, we learn how not to treat people or how not to communicate. It's it's still teaching us. And so rather than allowing ourselves to get stuck and feel defeated and anything else that comes from unhealthy criticism, sharp disapproval, you know, through those different methods, we can reframe that and and see that it actually has potential to help us to grow and to learn from. I can learn from that and I can I can learn how to better communicate. It can sharpen my communication skills. It can help me to learn how to treat the people that uh, I might be leading or even my spouse or my kids or my co-workers or maybe you're a mentor or a leader in in some way and part of your part of your job description is to offer constructive criticism and so because you have been on the receiving end of unhealthy criticism and you know what it's like to be torn down you can be a woman who instead builds people up and so it 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 can be reframed if we allow it to. So I want to look at a story of a man named Bartimaeus in the Gospel of Mark. There's His story is also recorded in Luke chapter 18, but for this week, I want to look at Mark's Gospel chapter 11. And I kind of touched on his story back a few weeks ago. I think the title of that episode was You Are Everything God Says You Are or something like that. You can go back in the episode list. It's really not that far back, but I'm just going to read a few verses uh, for you. And then we're going to dive into what God has laid on my heart in how to handle criticism. So we're in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. As he went out of Jericho, he being Jesus and his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And in verse 50, it says, Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. All right. So let's unpack this really quick. There's there's so much here. Uh, I think that, like I said, 
this episode could spill over into like a short mini series. Those short verses are like busting at the seam with so much applicable truth that we can apply to our faith. But You know, we see Bartimaeus, this blind man, crying out to Jesus because he believed Jesus could heal him. He wanted his life to change in that area. He was blind and he wanted to see and he believed that Jesus was the answer. He believed that Jesus could could heal him and touch him and pray pray for him lay hands on him whatever the whatever whatever Jesus would would do Bartimaeus knew that Jesus was the answer and we read that Bartimaeus was referring to Jesus as the son of David that's so important because really what he was what he was doing it was he was referring to the messiahship of of Jesus Christ he was referring to him in that title in that role which was really so important because it helps us to really appreciate the faith of Bartimaeus that he knew who Jesus was and he he saw him not physically because his eyes were blind but through eyes of faith he saw Jesus in his deity of who he was and the people's response the people's response as we read was expressed sharp disapproval and criticism toward Bartimaeus. It was almost as if they were reminding Bartimaeus of his place in society, which was over here, the side of the road, you are to be quiet and you are to live in this way. This is where you belong. This is um, this is for you. This is where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to sit and be quiet and live on the side of the road, just, you know, kind of subdued. And Jesus is an important person. He's going places. He has people to see things to do. And you're not one of them. He was kind of disregarded and, and just sort of discarded even probably in the view in the eyes of some people. But scripture says that he cried out even louder. He cried out even louder. I love that. We see in this man, Bartimaeus, this determination that he was not going to be silenced. He was not going to allow someone else to the opinions of other people, the sharp disapproval and the criticism of other people to steal or silence his voice in worshiping Jesus, in calling him the son of David, crying out to him and believing Jesus for more, believing Jesus could touch him and bring a breakthrough and intervene in his life. I love that. And so let's break this down because I think that I think that this story of Bartimaeus teaches us several things about really human behavior, really, and how to respond to criticism through Bartimaeus's example. I have five different things that you can apply to your faith. So human behavior, number one, human behavior, people can be fickle, right? People can be fickle. When Jesus called Bartimaeus, the same people who just minutes before were telling him to be quiet and expressing that sharp disapproval and that criticism were telling him to rise and be of good cheer. (laughs) I mean, just like, 
a couple minutes ago, you were telling me to be quiet. You were expressing your disapproval of me. You were criticizing me. And now you're telling me, you turn and you tell to me and you, and you look at me probably with this smile on your face and a different tone of voice. Rise, be of good cheer. He is calling you. I mean, people can be fickle. People can be fickle. And even if you read the entirety of even like the the chapter before this and then the the chapters following this this story in Mark's gospel, we see that Jesus is on his way to the cross. And he, you know, he goes through the triumphal entry where people are, you know, they're waving palm branches and, and, you know, praising him and, you know, glorifying Jesus and, and, and just exalting him and, and thrilled to see him. And then not too much longer, those same people are shouting, crucify him. And so it, we're fooling ourselves if we think that that we are never going to receive disapproval or criticism or that we're not going to experience people changing their minds about us. Because if Jesus experienced that, wow, we should expect that too. I mean, people are going to change their minds. People are fickle. It's just part of human nature. All right. Number two, not everyone is going to get you. <laughs> I bet you have felt this one a time or two, right? Have you ever felt misunderstood? I know I have. I have countless times, but let's reframe that and and welcome misunderstanding as a growth tool to help you grow into loving people well and caring for them deeply, but living for an audience of one. Let me repeat that. Welcome misunderstanding as a growth tool to help you love people well, care for them deeply, but live for an audience of one and that one being your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you might be kind of feeling like, you know, your mind is going tilt, tilt, tilt. Wait, what? You want me to welcome misunderstanding? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Because even that God can use as, as, a, as a growth tool in our lives if we allow it to, right? All, all of these five points, it's up to us how we respond to it. It's up to us how, how, how we're going to respond to these types of things. Because here's the thing, let this set you free. This wasn't even in my notes, so I don't know who needs to hear this. But whoever you are, God knew that you needed to hear this. You are not responsible for other people's response. You are responsible for how you respond. And so will, will criticism come? Will you be misunderstood? Will people be fickle and change their minds? Yes. And I think that it, the, the sooner we kind of like, I don't know, come to terms with that and, and sort of accept that as part of just living life in the world and being in relationships with people, living in the world with people and being in community with people and just understanding human human behavior, we can begin to reframe that and see and allow these things to actually teach us something and learn and grow from them. Listen, your calling was given to you not to them. 
And sometimes people are going to misunderstand you. You're going to be misunderstood as you continue to follow Jesus on on the road that he has set for you, the calling that he has placed upon you and upon your life, the assignment that he has called you to. Not everybody is going to get it. Not everybody was going to is going to understand it. They're not meant to because it wasn't a conference call. It was a calling upon you, not a conference call. And so reframe being misunderstood and that not everybody is going to get you and you will be you will be better off. Number three, you will be too much for some and not enough for others. Hello, somebody. Are you like nodding your head? You're probably saying, Oh yeah, I get that. Been there myself. Me too. You know what? God has not called us to live like chameleons, changing our colors depending on who we're around. Like I have to be like this when I'm with this group of people. And I have to be like this when I'm over here with this group of people, because that's what they expect from me, or that's what they want from me. And when we do that, we're not living as our true authentic selves that God created us to be. I've lost the number of times I've been labeled too much. And, and in every single one of those times, I have shrunk back. I mean, I don't necessarily do that anymore because I've allowed this to be a growth tool for me. That if I feel like I'm, I can feel myself shrinking back or not speaking up and using my voice the way that God would want me to, or exercising the gifts that God has placed on the inside of me, I've learned that that's actually an area that I need to learn, lean into because God wants me to grow from it. God wants to teach me something. So again, You will be too much for some and not enough for others, but you can be your authentic, your authentic self and still love people. You can still care for them. You can still be a kind person. You can still be a compassionate person, a a person with empathy. You can still pray for people. You can still be their friends. But I mean, don't don't allow don't allow being labeled too much or not enough to allow you to shrink back. Listen, my faith My worship and my prayer life are in direct proportion to the hell that Jesus Christ has rescued me from. It's also in direct proportion to the prison that he has set me free from. I mean, if I were to give you my my full testimony, and I I think I've done this back, I don't know, several episodes ago, but I celebrate my spiritual birthday, the day that I gave my heart to Jesus Christ and I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. I celebrate that every single year. It's February 11th. So it's coming up and I plan to celebrate it. And some people over the years have asked me and kind of raised their eyebrows. It seems like an odd thing to celebrate. No, no, no. You don't understand. Like, I was so bound. I was so shackled to things in my past, to things that I had done and that I couldn't undo, things that I said and that I couldn't take back, places that I had been to that I had no business being, things done to me that nobody should have done to them. And I I know what it's like to be shackled to to shame and to regret and just wearing a heavy mantle of condemnation and just feeling so just so desperate in in my soul and so my my faith and my worship and my prayer life 
they're in direct proportion to what Jesus has done for me. And I make no apologies for that. I used to, but I don't anymore. As my faith has has grown and matured and as I've become more confident and more secure in who I am in Christ, you know, first knowing who he is and then who I am in him, I don't apologize anymore for how how God has wired me and how and how God has gifted me and the anointing and the appointing to the assignment that God has called me to. I don't apologize for that anymore. Now does that mean that I go around and give people a piece of my mind because well that's how God wired me and I just let my my mouth run off and I don't really care the wave of destruction that I leave behind me? Absolutely not. That is not godly and that is not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about living as living as the person that God, the woman that God created you to be and that you will be labeled as too much for some people and for other people you're just not going to be enough. But again, reframe that and instead of allowing it to cause you to shrink back, Lean into it and allow it to be a growth tool for you. Number four, opinions. Everyone has them. (laughs) Everyone has them. I have a friend who, uh, (laughs) she says this about opinions. She said, opinions are like armpits. Everybody has one. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Opinions. Everyone has them. You know what? You're either going to wear yourself out making sure no one is upset with you or you're going to live fully alive to your God. The choice is up to you. You know what? Stop worrying about everyone liking you. You don't even like everybody, right? I mean, can we just be honest here? We don't even like everybody. <laughs> so why do we why do we wear ourselves out trying to get everybody to like us and approve of us? And 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 if that's you, wow, can I just humbly encourage you to lean into that and sit with the Lord in that and allow him to speak into that and begin to set you free and help you to reframe that into a growth tool because that's not God's heart for you. I mean, when we look at Jesus's earthly ministry, people had opinions of him. And uh, I mean, wow. I mean, going back to the to the previous point, he for some people, he was too much. Right. And for other people, he was not enough. And yet he said, I'm about my father's business. And that is where I believe God would want you and I to to live from that place that, you know what, we're going to be about the father's business, the the plan that God has for me and the lane that God has called me to, the assignment that he has for me in this hour. I'm going to love people well. I'm going to care for them deeply, but I'm going to live for an audience of one. Not everybody's going to get you friend and people are going to have opinions. And sometimes those opinions are, are going to change. People are going to change their minds sometimes. That's okay. Even Jesus experienced that. So, sister, you're in good company. All right, number five, Bartimaeus. If we reflect back on the story that I read at the top of our uh, episode here, Bartimaeus, we see after Jesus called to him and he received his healing, he followed Jesus on the road. 
He followed Jesus on the road. He went from sitting alongside the road to following Jesus on the road. Come on, somebody. That right there can set someone free. And I think that it's interesting that scripture doesn't tell us that he returned to pick up what he threw off. Oh, man, that's freedom right there. Whatever Jesus sets you free from, don't go back to pick it up and don't allow other people to put it back on you. Don't trip over something that is behind you and make this the year. I mean, we're starting. It's a brand new year, 2023. And so whether you're listening to this in January or the middle of the year, or you're listening to this at the end of the year, or I don't know, you're new to the podcast and it's 2024 or 2025, whatever, make this the moment in your faith walk with Christ that you no longer carry something that Jesus has set you free from. Oh man, I don't know. That wasn't even in my notes. So that's for you, sister. Jesus wanted to speak that, that truth, that hope, that life over you. The people standing along the road where Bartimaeus was sitting were not connected to his future. Don't allow people who aren't a part of your future and what God wants to do not only in you, but through you to keep you from following Jesus on the road that he has for you. Remember, at the end of our lives here on this earth, we will give an account to Jesus, not to people, not to the people who misunderstood you, not to the people who changed their mind about you, not to the people who questioned your your motives or didn't believe in you, didn't support you, misunderstood you. You're not going to stand before them and give an account to them. You have one precious life, one time. We make one lap around this world. (laughs) We get one shot at this. This is an address rehearsal. Let's live our lives intentionally and on purpose, remembering that at the end of our lives on this earth, we will give an account to Jesus, not to people. When it comes, when it comes and it will, when criticism comes and it will, Be committed to live your life unoffendable. That's a biggie right there. Living your life unoffendable. We live in a society, a world that is so easily offendable right now. And that should not be our story as followers of Christ. Keep close to Jesus. And if criticism feels offendable, if it feels like, like, man, I, if you're, you know, honest with yourself and you feel like, I feel offended by that. I I feel like that sharp disapproval or those comments or that conversation or that text or that email, like I feel offended by that. Can I humbly encourage you to bring that to Jesus and allow him to take that? Allow him to walk you through that. Keeping a tender and open heart before the Lord will help keep your heart free from bitterness, resentment, or unresolved anger. And again, we are highly mistaken and fooling ourselves if we think that that we can just pretend that offense isn't really going to affect us. It will. It it will. It, if we allow it to just kind of sit and it festers. And then, you know, if you think about like those of us that are like to like maybe marinate meat, for example, well, why are you marinating meat? It's because you want the meat to absorb the the flavor of the marinade, right? You want the the flavor, the marinade to get inside the meat. 
so whatever we are sitting in that has called that has caused offense if we're not if we're not bringing that before the lord if we're not guarding our hearts and keeping our our hearts tender and open before him but instead it's kind of festering it's like marinating and it's going to affect other areas of our lives it's going to affect your relationship with the lord it's going to affect your relationship that you have with your spouse your kids your friends the people in your church or in your community it does have a ripple effect it will even affect your emotional well-being it will it, it even could possibly affect your physical health your mental health and so keep an open and tender heart before the lord and allow him to help you walk through that and process that offense be committed to forgive quickly. I cannot emphasize that enough. I know that sometimes sometimes it can be really difficult to forgive people especially when they have like their words just seem to just like cut us to the quick and and man the things that they said were were so sharp. It's like shrapnel like kind of went off in our hearts and and our hearts are bleeding and we feel wounded by that. Listen, God is near to the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds of those that have a broken heart. And he wants to, um, he wants to bind up any wounds that you might have, but it's important for us to forgive quickly. That is the beginning of us healing. I, I just can't emphasize that enough. And the Lord understands that sometimes it's really difficult to forgive. And, and so you know, he's not intimidated. He's not thrown off by your difficulty in forgiving someone. On the contrary, he wants to help you through it. He understands and he wants to help you through it. So let him, let him keep your heart tender and open before him, always having communication with the Lord, taking these things to him and allowing him to, number one, help you use these things as a growth tool to, to learn and mature in in your faith and to to just live your life unoffendable and and free from bitterness resentment and unresolved anger all right i hope that this was helpful for you i hope that it added value to your life and that through this you're able to put some tools in your toolbox and maybe even helped you to reframe criticism when it comes in your life because again we all experience it right i experience it I don't care who you are. We all experience it. So stay well, stay healthy, stay warm if you're here in Minnesota. And I will catch you right back here, same place. And next week, we're going to be tackling the topic of jealousy. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're going there. We're going to have an honest and raw conversation about jealousy. All right. So tune in next week. I um, look forward to connecting with you in the online space and share this with someone that you think might be encouraged by it. You know what? We, we just, we, the world is, is, is a hard place to, to live in right now. And we all need encouragement. We all need to be championed forward. And so is there someone in, in your world that you know could be encouraged by not only this podcast in general, but, you know, maybe by this episode or by a, an episode that you listened to previously, let's encourage one another, right? All right. Take care. And I will catch you next time. 
Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.